Welcome to Life Unedited. I am your host, Tabitha Sweeney, and this is your lifestyle guide to living an unapologetic life that aligns solely with you. Welcome back, friends. All right, so here we are for another episode of, you know, Dating at 40. Discovering sex is fun at 40. Is that a, that's a, that's a big mouthful, but I feel like that's like maybe a better term, um, but better headline there. So we left the last episode with me telling you how Mr. December had like cracked open this box, showing me that sex could be fun and safe and non-judgmental. And getting me to have conversations and entertain thoughts and ideas that I had never thought, entertained, or said out loud before. And he got me to do all of that, okay? And then he left. And... It left me really unsure of how I was going to take what he had shown me and take what he gave me a glimpse of and a taste of, and I liked it, and carry it forward when I, I'm still so unsteady on this, right? Like I'm still so uncomfortable. I still don't know how to talk about this. I still don't know how to do this. But what I do know, I should say trigger warning, trigger warning. Mom, if you're listening, just, just stop. The nothing with a hashtag dating is for you, mom. Um, (laughs) so also don't listen if you've got little kids around. Um, So what I should say is I kind of felt like Bambi, right? Like you have to do this. You know that it's like what you want. I don't want to go back to what I had because I never knew that I was only having like fat, free, tasteless vanilla on a cake cone with no sprinkles and no nothing. I didn't know that, right? And you can give your kids that all you want, talking about actual ice cream, you can give that to your kids all you want. But the first time you let them actually like pick a flavor out of all the flavors or you add sprinkles or you give them the, the, the chocolate one or the twist, they are never, ever going to pick fit, fat-free vanilla again, right? I've had a couple of people who've asked me why I, like where I came up with that description from. And I'm like, well, because it's just... To me, it felt so appropriate and honest. Like, fat-free vanilla was what I was always served. And I never thought to ask for the flavor list. So I just took it. And then one day, somebody was like, hey, you want to try this, you know, firecracker ice cream flavor? And... I said, sure. And then I was like, I never want vanilla again. 
right? You know I'm right. I hope you're laughing right now. Um, but that's the truth. That's basically what happened. But now I had to go up to a brand new ice cream parlor and there's no flavors listed. None. It's like a secret. People come in and they already know what they want. They already know what's being served there, but it's to the public, nobody else knows. The only thing I know that they have is fat-free vanilla. So do I play it safe? Or do I take a chance? And do I take a chance of being embarrassed or being feeling judged or whatever the case may be? Am I going to take that chance and ask for a flavor that I'm not sure if they have? Well, let me tell you, here's what I've learned about myself. The next guy I went out with was a really nice guy. We met up for a few drinks. We got a bite to eat. He was a super nice guy. He was way more serious than me, which is pretty fucking hard to be, okay? I know people don't believe that, but it's true. And then he also was incredibly polite, respectful, all of these things. So much so that it actually made it extremely difficult to even bring up like the subject of like what's on your what's your flavor menu how do, how do you even bring that up i i don't know so these were all things i had to learn all right so with this guy it was a crash and burn it was a crash and burn but i will say i don't think it was all me I don't think that we were going to jive in that way at all. We didn't get there. That was not like we we didn't get to a point where we ex- tried experience nothing. Um nothing more than like a little bit of making out, but like I would bring something up, I would say something and he would like, you know, I'd give like a little like innuendo in a text message and then he would come back with something and then like right away come back with something else that was like the disclaimer about him being like respectful and and polite and like all these things and it it you guys it takes a lot for me to feel smothered it takes a lot you can text me pretty much every 15 minutes and I don't feel smothered at all You can be with me like nonstop and I don't feel smothered at all until every single message is about how wonderful I am 
and how he is going to take care of me and how all of these things that all of a sudden I was feeling so smothered and I don't even know if I've ever felt smothered in my life because let's face it, I can have a really smothering personality, okay? Like I I find my people I click with and then I hold on really tight because I don't like meeting new people, right? So like I don't let go. Like please don't make me go out and meet somebody new. I was so smothered. I couldn't take it anymore. And the magnet, the physical magnet just was not there. And like there wasn't even like a tension teasing magnet in like our communications when we weren't together. So like, nope. So I had to let him go. So in the meantime, that was guy like number two. So then there was like a couple guys. There was like yeah, two guys, maybe three guys in between here and the next one that I actually meet in person, okay, who proceeded to send me dick pics. You guys, this is like a real thing. 40-year-old men are doing a real thing 40-year-old men are doing. What? I didn't know this was a real thing. I've never gotten a dick pic, ever, ever. And now here we are. So I opted to use those people in my head, I'm like, you're never going to actually meet these people because this is their standard, right? Like this is, they're trying to impress you by sending you a picture of their dick. And let's just be totally upfront and blunt about this. Who, what woman has ever opened her phone, saw a penis and been like, oh, hot damn, I need to take my pants off right now. There is nothing that attractive about them. Can we, like, all just, like, agree on that? Like, on top of the fact that, like, you're, like, a mother whose children are always around, like, the last thing I need is that popping up. But anyways, see, here's where, here, here's, here's where my brain is always thinking because I knew I was never going to meet these guys. That was, that was off the table. Like, as soon as you send me one of those pictures, it's off the table. But I also knew this. They have different flavors on their menu. Yeah. They're like advertising like a partial menu, right, just by sending out that picture. I don't know what the flavors are yet. But I'm pretty sure because I'm never going to meet these guys that I can practice a little bit of my like getting comfortable skills. So that's what I did. I practiced. Practiced really good at communicating and saying things and pretending that we didn't meet through a dick pic 
and that it was an actual like person on the other end of the phone that I would actually truly like want to potentially see or meet at some point, even though I knew I was not going to, right? I learned a whole bunch of things. Oh my gosh, you guys, your brain can like, I did not know the amount of, you don't know what you don't know, okay? I had never done sexting before. Yes, I realize I'm 40 and cell phones have been around for a while and that's just not something I did ever. So I really didn't know what I was, again, really didn't know what I was doing, which is, I don't know if it's okay to admit that at 40 or if I should be embarrassed to admit that. I'm really not sure. I don't know how I feel about that yet, but I'm saying it out loud. I'd never done it. So here we go. I had learned there is a a breed out there that can guide you comfortably and make you feel, again, it can feel safe and it can feel comfortable and it can feel all these things. And then even in texting, when, when you don't know the person's last name and you don't know where they live or who they are at all, it can still feel super aggressive. And I was like, okay, you are definitely not somebody I want to meet. Because like, I, I, you know, I, I practiced and I realized, nope, you are, you are making me uncomfortable. This is farther than I would want to go, right? So now again, I'm using this as my learning experience to learn like, oh, what do I like? How do I like to interact with somebody and how do I not? And I don't like that. Like the one guy literally said good morning to me, right? First, our first texting, first time. He texts me and he says, good morning. And we were talking the night before on the app and he's like, do you know who this is? Well, I only gave my number to one guy. So I replied and I was like, I'm going to guess it's the guy with the tattoos and the dog. And he's like, yeah, but you forgot to say a big dick. Really didn't because I don't know you. I'm that, that, how do I know that? I mean, that I don't remember that being in your profile, dude. Like, and then immediately there was a picture. What? So now here was this guy with all these tattoos and this gorgeous shepherd in his profile picture. And immediately I'm like, well, that's done because that just came out of like nowhere super fast. There wasn't even like, there was no foreplay at all on that one. But again, I'm practicing and I realized that I did, I did talk back and forth with him for like probably another like 15, 20 minutes. And then it was literally, it was like, it was too much for me. Like I was like, this is, this is more than I can handle. Um, and then, so those were guys like number, so there was one, two, three, four, five. Okay. We're count, we're counting guys. I actually have like some sort of like actual like conversation or interaction with, right? Never met any of three, four or five. No way. Number six. Guys, where do I even start with this story? Oh my gosh, because this is real life. 
This is what's out there. Whoever you are with, just keep them. I mean, unless you're like being a, it's unsafe and it's unhealthy and it's toxic and it's abusive, get out. But like really, think really hard before you put yourself on any apps because this is what's out there. So this guy sends me a message or I, I don't remember. Did I message him? He messaged me. I don't remember. Super, super polite, super nice. Um, we're talking a little bit. We have a mutual friend in common and I reach out to her and I say, hey, just want to know, is he an axe murderer? Just curious. She came back and she's like, no, he's a really good guy. I've known him a really long time. I grew up with him. All is good. Perfect. So he says to me, like, let's get together. I say after the kids go to bed. He asks if I want to just come over to his place because we're talking. It's going to be like 8, 30, 9 o'clock. And really, honestly, like, going out in sweats sounds really freaking good. And so, like, I, again, text her and I'm like, hey – Like, you're sure I'm not going to die? And she's like, you're not going to die. Perfect. So I go. We had had a blast. We had an absolute blast. He was amazing. He was fantastic. Um, Things were incredibly easy. Like, super comfortable. Like, right off the bat, super, super comfortable. And then we started making out. No big deal. In fact, we actually had actually like said that like in the conversation in the text before, like it would be all right. So like there was kind of even like already like a if things click, then, you know, okay. Again, like I've said, we're all adults, right? And this is my new theory. Like, we're all adults and we can do whatever it is we want. Okay. So, again, mom, if you're listening, get off the call now. This is the time. If you have small children in the room, this is the time to exit this call. So, we're making out. Hands start wandering. Things progress. Nothing crazy. But I make sure that he is fully and happily taken care of. Okay? Now, mind you, we did not sleep together. So I would just like to point out that we, we, we know that that did not happen. You guys, it ended like right there, like, like that, that was it. There was no reciprocation. Okay. Sorry if this is TMI, but you kind of had it almost guessed, right? Like that if we're, if we're talking dating and I'm giving warnings for my mom to get off the call, it's most likely going to be TMI. So. 
I left that night and I was like really confused. Like I was like, huh, fuck's going on? This is weird. I've never been in this situation. Like now I may not have like overly enjoyed sex. I may not have had mind-blowing sex back when I was in college in my early 20s and my marriage. But there has always been a general like reciprocation rule as far as I'm aware. So three days later, we get together again. And I'm like, okay, it had to just be a fluke, right? Like it had to just be a fluke. Like I kind of like brush it off, like forget it. It's all good. You guys, the same exact fucking thing happened. Like I'm not even, like I was like, huh, okay, got it. Okay. And it became crystal clear to me really quick that, like, this is how it's going to go. Now, granted, here's the thing about online dating. You never know what you're, like, signing up for and what you're going to get. So I'm like, I don't know. Is there some code in his profile that, like, says this? No, I didn't know, like, that that's what it meant. I don't know. So I went home. The next day, I, like, couldn't get over the, like, question that I had. Like, I I needed to know, like, was it intentional? Is this what you want? Like, is this what you're asking for? Because, like, I'm not cool with this. Well, he did not take my inquiry very nicely or at all. He got really offended, like, really really offended. Oops. (laughs) And I was really proud of myself though, because again, I'm taking every single one of these experiences to learn from. The point of this entire thing is to grow and to build my boundaries and to set the stage to get comfortable with what I want to be comfortable saying what I want, to be comfortable asking for it, to be comfortable in all the ways that I have never before done. And it's going to take practice. And so I'm practicing now before I actually find the right person, right? So I was I was really sad because we had a really good time together outside of like that incident. But you know what? It is what it is. It is what it is. There is nothing else I can do about it. He hasn't spoke to me since I called him out on it. Okay. Woohoo. So, so far, the two guys who did not send me dick pics, one smothered me, the other wouldn't touch me. Okay. Okay, we're doing really good here. So then I go and I find out, um, I just kind of, I'm on and I'm kind of trolling around and scrolling and clicking and this one guy had clicked on my profile and I was like, oh, he's really cute. Again, Not my typical type. 
maybe it's time I stop looking for baseball hats. Like, I'm just going to say, maybe that is, like, some sort of clue that, like, it's not going to be the right fit if they, like, if they wear a baseball hat, they're still stuck in, like, college age or something. I don't know. But anyways, so I click and it says he's from Cleveland. And I'm like, oh. So he, he shot me a message that said, like, hey, something, I don't know, something super generic. And I replied and I was like, hey, you don't live close to me. You're like several hours from me. I can barely make time to get to South Buffalo. Like if you think that there's going to be any time made to date somebody who lives in Cleveland? Oh, fuck. So the guy's like, no, no. He's like, it's cool. He's like, I travel a lot for work and I'm completely open to being the one to travel for you. And I'm like, okay. So we're talking, right? And I go on to say the same thing you always say. Tell me your story. Have you been married? Do you got kids? You know, what, what's your baggage? We're, we are 40. Everybody has fucking baggage. Lord knows I do. Okay. Well, you guys, for the first time ever, I was left speechless because he came back and without info dumping and trauma dumping on me, he said to me, I was married. We're divorced. We lost our only child and we couldn't make it through. And that's, that's literally all he said. And I was like, fuck. Okay. Really thankful that we are having this conversation via text in like in today's day as opposed to like being at the bar and hearing this for the first time face to face and trying to like keep your reaction like composed. So I said, I'm not going to ask you for details. If you want to talk about it, I'm absolutely here to listen. But now I have no idea when this happened. So I said to him, you know, I only have one question for you. And it's how long ago did this happen? And he came back and he told me it happened eight years ago. His one-year-old daughter had fallen in the pool. He was out on a on a like gone out of town on a site job. And he's an engineer, so he does a lot of traveling to specific sites. And um, he got the news that she had drowned. And I sat there and I like, I, you guys, I didn't know what to say. And then I was like, is this, is he telling me the truth? Or is he going to like, is this like one of those like Arabian prince scams right now, right? Like, is there a new scam? I don't know. I I genuinely want to feel really bad, but also like I, I need to protect myself. This is where online dating gets really fucked up, you guys. So we talked for a few more minutes and then 
his phone died, but I didn't know this. And it died literally right after I said, so let's lighten the conversation. Didn't hear back. I literally was like, so like 40 minutes later, I was like, did I lose you? Didn't hear back. And in my head, I'm like, well, fuck, you just screwed up, girl. There you go. He tells you his daughter died. You have several more interactions about that. You exchange all of the I'm so sorry's, right? And understandings and all of all of the things. And then you say, let's lighten the conversation. And clearly that just fucking offended him. Well, he texts me in the morning and apologized because his phone died. And by the time his phone was recharged, it was the middle of the night and he did not want to text me in the middle of the night, like an actual responsible, polite adult would. And so far, so he told me he just got onto the apps and so far he asked if I would send him a picture and I was like, like, what kind of picture, right? Because again, I'm not new to this. I'm three weeks in. I'm almost a seasoned pro. I'm on to this shit. What kind of picture are you looking for? And he was like, just like a, a picture. He's like, I, because now we're off the app, right? So like you can't go back and like look at, I mean, you could go back onto the app and look, but you, when you're on the app talking, you just like, swipe and you can pull someone's whole profile back up, right? So he's like, I've been talking to you for like 12 hours. It's way too soon to ask for any other like kind of picture. He's like, like, I wouldn't be asking you for like a sexy picture right now. And I was like, oh, this one might be human and 40. But also, I'm not opposed to you asking me for that picture, right? This is where all these conflicting feelings come in because, like, I'm not opposed to that. But maybe you're right. It shouldn't happen within the first, like, three hours of talking to someone. This is the fucked up world of online dating. So at the current moment, number six lives three hours away from me is the most polite, has an actual real, like, real job, like a college degree needed job, travels the country doing these huge, crazy engineering projects, um, if this is all a legit story, and I really hope it is, does not have social media. I did look. I did check. Doesn't have it. And he does have a really unique name, so I feel like... I would be able to find some trace of it. Oh. The other person I who contacted me told me he's really unstable because he's missing his girlfriend. Okay. I'm so sorry about that. I don't think I'm going to be the right girl for you. Love to listen to you cry a little bit more, but I think maybe what you're actually looking for is a therapist right now or a booty call. But just so we're all clear, no booty call starts with talking about 
the ex-girlfriend and having tears. Like just, just so we're all on the same page with that, okay? And then I talked to a truck driver who was also very, very nice, but like works overnights and again, was great practice. So as I sat here today and I have now, you know, learned so much, I have decided that all of this practice has made me really, really good at at sexting. Mm-hmm. Like, because here's the thing, you guys, you can be out dressed in pajamas in your winter coat pumping gas. You can type anything on your phone. And guess what? They are like 100% sold. It's actually kind of really fun. It's like I'm I'm realizing like I it's again, I don't know that this is a good quality about me. I think this is a little bit of my type A um competitiveness coming out and feeling like I have some of the upper hand and the power, which is something I have never had when it was in this department. Um, but I actually, I called my best friend today and I was like, you know what? I think we should open a sexting company. And she's like, okay. And I was like, huh? And she's like, listen, shit's falling apart when I'm not at home. I really got to, I got to find a job that I can be at home. And I was like, think we're on to something. Now, here's the thing. I have no freaking clue how to do this. And there's no way in hell I can do another freaking job. Um, but if anybody is looking for a kick-ass business idea and has the means and the wherewithal, like Uber for sexing, I feel like would be a great idea and could make some serious money. And I will just collect 23% of your profits. And I can help work the phones if you need. Okay? I don't want to use my voice though. And no pictures. Just words on the screen. That's all I want to do. Okay? So anyways, you guys, this is online dating at 40. This is what's out there. This is the shit that I am learning about myself And every single day, it's surprising me a little bit. And I'm learning a little bit more of something. So just, where was I going with that, you guys? I totally, whoo, thought, gone. Shit, it's gone. Anyways, stay tuned for Life Unedited Dating at 40 and this little like shoot off that you're going to find with the hashtag dating. And this, this offshoot is going to, this, this tag is going to be all about unpacking the trauma revolving around sex and dating at 40, but I'm also hoping that we can bring in some empowerment into this and get actually get some guest speakers um, who are professionals in this realm to come in and talk about 
why we need to encourage our girls to claim their sexuality and why we ourselves, if you haven't yet, if you're sitting here listening to this and you're like, I resonate because I haven't, I haven't gotten there yet, but I know that shame and I know that guilt. Fuck, let's talk. Shoot me a message. DM me. Let's talk. Set up a connection call with me. Because you know what? I've always coached women on getting back to themselves and finding themselves. I've never included any aspect of sexuality with that. But I do think that I'm ready to start opening up those doors. So like if you're sitting here and you're like, I know how all of that feels, but I'm I'm married, right? And I don't know how to ask him what his flavor menu is. And we've been married for 10 years. So how do you bring it up out of nowhere? Let's talk. I can help you. I know I can. Um, and I'm feeling really, really strong and really, really passionate about this because it's something that I really wish I would have dug into sooner. So on that note today, I want you to pat yourself on the back and tell yourself how fucking amazing you are and what an incredible catch in person you are and then go out and do something good. All right. I'll see you guys back.